you are about to witness something amazing. More accurately, you are about to witness the result of an amazing supernatural equation of events. Baptism. The equation starts with the Savior who left heaven, faced all the temptations of a broken world, and overcame it. Who faced all the finality of death and burial, and overcame it. In order to allow an unholy people, separated by a giant chasm from the holy God, to overcome it. This giant chasm is called sin. We are born into it. We cannot defeat it. It will kill us. There is no hope. But we are not hopeless. You see, from the beginning of time, God had a plan. A plan for us to be rescued, reborn, recreated, regenerated, redeemed. A perfect equation by which a simple man can encounter a risen Savior and become a chosen child. And today, we get to witness the result of that equation. Baptism. Baptism is a time of testimony, a person's personal story of redemption. Baptism is a symbol, a visible picture of one being buried with Christ just as he was, and being raised to a new life because he was raised from the dead, so that they can live a life for him. There is nothing magical about baptism, but it does represent something it's the culmination of a person dead in sin, being raised to life through Christ in order to enjoy life in perfect communion with God. That is worth celebrating. Celebrate. sermon on baptism, and um, you'll have just a few comments on that, but I felt what I wanted to say was why I want to be baptized. So my sermon topic is, uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. Oh, no turning back, no turning back. Though none go, maybe go with me. And will follow because I have decided to follow Jesus. I know my sweet daddy at times said later in life, he said, You know, saying you're a Christian don't mean much sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, we're, we know who we are, we're not perfect. God can make us clean us all up. We're only sinners saved by grace. He said that sometimes I just want to say I'm just a follower of Jesus. I can tell you that decision was the greatest decision I've ever made. I'm hoping that all of you have made that decision. I've got to tell you the truth. Coming to church will make you a Christian. And we all fall and fail and get discouraged and uh, quit and so forth and so forth. The being a follower, see, I want to be, I don't want to be a fan of Jesus. You know what fans are like? We're fans of the football game success. But I want to follow the team everywhere they go, so that makes me a real fan of 
but I want to be a follower of Jesus because I've decided to follow Jesus. So I want to know him more than just say I'm a Christian. To say I'm a Christian, it will give me hell. I looked up on Google to see how many decisions we make in a day. No wonder my brain hurts. I was shocked. Does any, and I'm asking you, does anyone have a guess how many thoughts come to your mind in a day? Anyone want to shout something out? 35,000. 227 is probably just about food. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> 35,000 decisions. That's a lot of decisions we make in a day. From, you know, put, I got a new washer and I still can't figure out what cycle I should put certain things on. And I just stand there and look at it all. So that's probably about 20. <laughs> Every second we're making a decision. To be very honest, uh, you know, because I'm pretty honest about myself, I'm pretty transparent. I've made all kinds of decisions. Oh, some have been good. Oh, there's been some that have not been so good. Some by influence. Wonder why we make some decisions. Somebody wants us to do it, or we don't, we're too scared to say no. A lot of reasons we say we do things because of other people, right? Pleasing and this and that. Or just because we're just plain old goofy. Some by how my family did it, maybe. I've also made some decisions on tests by guessing. You ever did that? That looks good. Now, you probably aren't going to be proud of me on this, but sometimes on some of the, when I went to go vote, like on certain issues or people, and I and I didn't really read up on enough, I'd choose them by the name of some of that. <laughs> or if they're my party, then they get in my vote. I'm pretty party-oriented, unless they're real bad. But sometimes I go, ah, did I receive their sign anywhere for me? And if you stare at an item long enough, or you say, Lord, help me to choose wisely. My dad had this stance. It, you know, we all got a little quirks. Now, when he went to the store, that didn't mean we was buying it that day. I hated that. I wanted to bring the TV home tonight. He was going to look for And his decision, he always put his hands back like this, and he just kind of leaned, and he just stared at it. He was thinking. He was thinking how much he had, and he was pretty smart, and he would think what the right decision was to make. I was thinking we just ought to get the, the biggest and the best they got and just get it over it and go home. So decisions are to be made with caution. We ought to have something that comes up on our phone every time. Beep, 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 beep. Decision. Some decisions have some consequences. Many have made one split decision that changed their life and everyone around them. Oh, I know about some of them. How about some of the things that we, people have done in rage in this world now and there's some lives that have been taken in? One decision when they left that, you know, I can't tell you how many times I buried people 
that they had just spoke to their loved one second before never spoken. So every decision we make really is is really is really we gotta think about it. You think that officer got out of that car thinking he would die on the street? But we don't know, do we? Which we later regret. But when we decide to follow Jesus, oh, then emotions are good. Because the emotions we feel inside from the Holy Spirit. Oh, I know when the Holy Spirit is talking to me. Is prompting to surrender to him to proclaim who he is. And that he is the Savior who died on Calvary. Oh, for your sins. Mine. Then I have, you have. When you do that, you've made a decision for eternity. This decision is so great, so much the world doesn't like it. They don't need it. They don't need Jesus because they're so brilliant in their brains that they got it all figured out and they're worried about what other people think and they think they, whatever they think, and they're deceived by the devil. Plain and simple. And they would rather follow the crowd to hell than make the decision to go to the church. The gift is free. You seen it at Kroger's yesterday. I was getting all these samples. I had so many little samples. We do funny things. I like being silly. I had all kinds of meat and stuff in my purse. <laughs> and a little cake. And at one point, and the purse knocked over, and they were all there in the bottom. I'm not just digging them out, eating them anyway. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. <coughs> there are so many benefits that if the sky was a school and every person was a quilt and every water, the lake, and every ocean was ink, there wouldn't be enough. There wouldn't be enough ink. There wouldn't be enough schools. There wouldn't be enough parchment to write down everything God said. And won't you? You know, I might do about 10 things nice for you, and, and that might be all I know to give you, but God has given you everything. Because he gave us, God, we have thought of following the Holy Spirit. There is a void in each person's life. We were born with a void. There's a longing for something greater. I have more people in my life that are trying to figure it out, trying to find that happiness. I mean, they just don't know what it is. I know what it is. It's called Jesus. Because you see, God, God made us. He made me. He made you. And before we were born, we were, we were on it. He knew all about us. And, and when he hung on the cross, you were on his mind. You weren't even born. And he was thinking about you. He has gave us life. <coughs> he made this world's beauty, not for his eyes. He's got, uh, I tell you, every time I go to the movies and see some fabulous scene, Tiffany took me to the Smurf movie last week. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I was in my eyes. It was most beautiful. I mean, that sucks, I'm believing it. I just love the little Smurfette. 
They found out that oops, <laughs> the colors were splendid. I mean, it was so fabulous what Hollywood could do. But every time I see that, I go, I know my heaven is prayers. And he wants us to have a joy in the midst of our storms. He wants us to know his love when we think no one cares. He wants to talk to us because he's always available. He gives us strength when we're so weak. He makes light in the darkness so we don't fall. He gives us courage when we feel very small. He makes a way when we don't know the way. And I've been there so many times where I had no idea what the next move was going to be. I didn't know how. I have said so many times before, I'm being serious. You don't lose your whole family, go through some of the junk I went through and go, hey, everybody who directed us left. Now we've been making our own decisions. We're not capable some days. And I said, Lord, you got to show us so we won't goof up. you got to help us so we know what to do. Because you know why? Because I know if, I, if we do it, we might goof up and it won't be right. And then we're praying 30 days to on TBN and asking all the prayer people to help us get out of the mess room. Not that's not an okay thing. But why, why go, why stray? Why go around that mountain 40 more times when I can just go first? And he provides when we don't have any other resources. God has provided when we didn't have nothing. God has provided when we didn't see any way possible. When there wasn't any um, rich uncle, or when when the, when the the person said no, you can't do it, or when you just didn't know how any of it was possible, and God shows up, and, and He's healed our bodies. He healed healed souls. You know, every time an ache goes away, that's a healing to me. Sometimes we're waiting for the big thing to come. You know, we're in a world where it's got to be bigger, better, prettier, this or that. What about just the smallest thing that God provides? Because we want more. And I like it that he's collected every tear of ours. I decided, I said to someone the other day, I bet you I got some of those water towers. <laughs> Maybe I'll be helping the water streams in heaven. Maybe collecting them, that's the water. I don't know, but he cares so much that every time I've cried over something, he collected them. Wait until those angels bring out those big barrels. He gave the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit. See who can direct us. If we allow him to. Oh, he doesn't make us. I mean, you know, I might say, now, Lord, should I do that? And he goes, no. And I go, well, I'm doing it. And if I told you not to, then why ask, huh? No. And, and he convicts us when we stray. 
Why pay that convicting thing something else? Can I tell you how many times that he, he that I heard that voice go, Candy? Now that was a dumb thing to say. What made you do that? I told you not to. Lord, help me not to do that. Help my flesh not to overreact. Help me not to say something that's wrong. Help me never to belittle anybody. And because I'm mad, I want to be mad. And, and things we do so we don't fall off the cliff. That Holy Spirit must be at every cliff, every turn. Going, don't. Only if we're willing to listen and obey. Sometimes that listening, how hard is the listening in a day when we're so busy? I got to do the laundry, I got to do that, 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 that. And God's trying to tell me stuff, but I'm too busy. And then he says, will you just be obedient to me? And I go, right, I'm like Jew. My dad used to say, Candy, he'd have sermons with me all the time. And he'd go, I go, Dad, I'm trying. I'm not trying. And he'd go, but try to just do it. Just do it. Just listen. Just obey. Just sit down. Who promised he would never leave us or forsake us. And I'm going to tell you point blank. I've had about every friend I ever owned in my life leave me. People who said they'd be with me till the very last day come over to my house and do this and that and that and this and this and that. And I don't know where in heaven will. Some of you have been faithful. You know, sweet Jane over there, she's known me since, since I came from Mount Carmel. Pam's been my friend since we were little children. But Jesus said he'd never leave me or forsake me. And I've stood on that promise all my life. Stood on that promise in 2004 as I buried a 47-year-old husband. I had no idea what Tiffany and I were going to do financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It was one rough time. But I walked down that aisle with my Bible, and I held my Bible, and everybody that walked by his casket, I said, but God said he'd never leave me for Satan. And I stood on it. And I said, Lord, I don't know what we're going to do, but I know you're going to help us. And that's all that matters. I wish God would have made us different. You know why? I wish we would just wanted to serve him. I, I wish we believed with no doubt. I, I wish we had a song in our heart all day long. I wish I got up singing, Do-da, or that song, The Small World from Disney World. You know that one? Oh, yeah. And, and I wish, I wish... I remembered all the things he's done for me and how he saw me through. And I, I wish everyone wanted to talk about Jesus instead of junky stuff. And I wish everybody wasn't afraid to share their faith. And I wish everyone wanted to pray. I'll tell you what, I've been in some circumstances and somebody's head fell, fell off, there wouldn't be one person in the room to pray. And it might have been church. Huh? Anybody here know how to pray? I, I got sick one time on a cruise, and there wasn't one Christian on the cruise. Oh, I forgot to. And, and I was laying on the, on the floor. It was quite the scene. 
and every balcony, everybody was looking over, and I figured there wouldn't be Christians there because nobody came and said, maybe I'm not a doctor, I don't know much of anything, but I know how to pray. See, Tiffany can learn to start praying, thumping on me and beating me with her Bible and making me drink anointing oil. And <laughs> she thought her mom was going, so she didn't think she wasn't praying. And Craig was doing the best he knew how. Everybody else just looked at me. So I guess there was no Christians on that trip. A man fell over, I told you this before, at the Home Depot. Fell over and was drastically ill. And I, you know what I used to do? I mean, I'm like, I didn't think, huh, what are the white tags today? I went over there immediately, took my cart, <laughs> didn't want to lose any of my stuff. And I said, I'm, no, I'm not a doctor or medical, but I know Jesus, and he, he's a great physician. Can I pray? And they looked at me like, I guess. Well, I prayed anyway. And then the squad came. I might have been the preheat to helping him get to the hospital. But see, I wasn't ashamed of the folks. What's there to be ashamed of? We scared? What are you scared of? And that we just wanted to admit our faults. I just wish that was an easy thing for us. And that we seek Jesus every morning to direct our day. And that asking God to forgive us of our sins and how we treated others mattered. See, Lord, I just ask you to show me what to do. I, um, every, I say, Lord, help my day. Because lots of things are going to hit me today. And I don't know how I'll handle them all, but you can help me. Be with every step that I make, that it's right. Help me to say everything that I should say. Help me to be obedient how you want me to be obedient. Thank you for everything you're providing. Thank you for helping my body. I say it. I'm saying it. Because you know why? Because this is a sick body. And without Jesus, I can't stand it. And I don't know what will hit me through the rest of the day. So I better be talking to Jesus early. And then at night, I say, Lord, you saw me through another day. Oh, it wasn't easy, but you were with me. Thank you for guiding me and helping me not, instead of making 200 mistakes, I only made 50. And help me get to the night. But if not, I'll be seeing you soon. But Jesus loved us so much, he wanted us to want him, want him, and to love him. So he didn't make us into these robots that I kind of wish we were. He wanted to give us a choice. To serve him and to want to spend time with him. You know, when you're all goofy with in love with someone, you can't wait to be with them, you know, all that. And everything they say, you think, oh, that's the greatest stuff I ever heard. They're so, they're so bad. I was so goofy about Craig, it made you sick. I mean, I just looked at him, I was like, oh. And he just talked, I thought, oh, man, he's like, he's so intelligent. <laughs> And I just couldn't stand it. I just almost wanted to call him every second. And I wanted to be with him. But what about me wanting to be with Jesus? So he gave us a choice that, you know, as babies, we were born as sinners. Not in that the worst. But we live in a sinful world where we have an enemy. And a sinful world with sinful people. And to, I wish we could serve God and to have every blessing he wants us to have. But we have the choice to say, I will follow Jesus. 
See, I'm not following Jesus so I can get an Uber slave and run have lunch today besides an Uber. Or that uh, I'm first in line at all the movie theaters or whatever. I want to follow Jesus because I know that he loves me and that he will help me through every of this life's And that he's my source for every situation and the joy that I could feel. You know, my dad could know knew Jesus at every corner, every turn. And he, and he could serve him and be happy when, when, he, when things weren't going so well. And he said, I want to I be content in all situations. And he was lonely at times. The Capertons, some of you were so good to him. And, and he, he hated to see you go. And he'd be all alone. And, and he'd call me or I'd be there, whatever. But he'd say, you know what? I want to get to the place that if nobody shows up, nobody calls me, I'm content because... He's And so I want the blessings that God can give us. And, I, and to choice I say, I say I will follow Jesus. Now has it been easy? No. Did everything turn out? No. Did he answer every prayer I've ever had? But his will is altered. His ways are always right. But see, the problem is that I wasn't always obedient or listened to him or followed him, so I made my own decisions to, to mess up. It wasn't God's will for us to mess up. But if we went to him first, he will direct us. But see, we got the world and Jesus, the world and Jesus, the world and Jesus, and we have to make a decision whose voice, because their voices are lacking. And it's, they're swallowing us, but I'm telling you what, this person is going to stand for Jesus if no one else does. I would be faithful to the end if it's got to be whatever they got to do. Many before us have made the decision. There were 12 from the Old Testament who were prophets. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. There were 12 disciples from the New Testament after Judas, another one came along, who followed Jesus. What about their journey? Was there still, there was still great evil that tried to consume them and take away their calling and sharing the gospel? Were there days like ours when everything went wrong, but they had decided to follow Jesus? All 12, all 12 of the disciples, only one went of natural causes. The all, uh, other ones were brutally murdered and killed. See, those 12 from the Old Testament and those 12 from the New Testament, guess where they're at today? They're sitting around the throne of God. Was it worth it all? Because God gave him strength. And that's why Paul and Silas could sit in the uh, town's sewage. I was thinking, thank you, Sonny, for helping me there. Sewage department up to their necks, singing a song at midnight. I'd be singing a song 
Get me out. Get me out. <laughs> That's what Jesus does. He closes. So we as followers, believers, and when we get saved, we're saved or we're not. My dad has said more than once, they are saved. They think they're saved. They, they might sit in that pew until Jesus comes, but they're not saved. You can tell when someone's saved. Not because I'm so great or because I do everything right and I, and I just pray 12 hours a day and only eat, you know, whatever. No, it's because I've decided to follow Jesus and be a servant of his and that I know who I am, I know who he is, and I want to be obedient. It's a relationship. That's right. That means I say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't do the things that the world wants me to do. I work on it, and God has made it easier for me not to fall into those traps of the enemy. What I say comes out of my mouth shows that I know Jesus. And when someone needs prayer, that shows you I know Jesus. We can talk and talk and talk and talk. And I can smell the fruits. And I can smell when someone's around me who doesn't know Jesus. But see, I want you to smell my fruits. So I got to work on my pesticides all the time. Because I fall and I get hurt and I get mad and I get all kinds of funky things that are making me. But then I said, Jesus, take this away. Don't let me be mad at these new neighbors that, that keep their have parties until all nights of the hours. And help me not to say the wrong things and feel wrong. And God's been doing some great things in me. I'm not the, as goofy as I was before. But every day I gotta work on it. So I haven't arrived until the other side. But I know the truth. And, and so when we're together, I'm not talking about Jesus. And I like to talk about all kinds of stuff. But we can talk about Jesus. See, even the devil knows the scriptures. Oh, he knows them better than you. But I, but I want to know them too. And so we declare to the world who he is by our, our love. And we decide to make the public announcement. So see, with baptism, see, you could be dumped. Now, I'm going to be baptized today too. Not, I don't know how many times I've been baptized. I've been baptized in Jordan River now. That's it's But it isn't the fact that baptism saves me for you. It's the act that I declare that I want who my God is. Public. Public, I say, I, I, I can't eat. And declaring over the bus rides and anything else, Jesus, who I serve. Amen. And so I made a public announcement, and, and I'm wanting to be dumped. My sinful nature, I want to get rid of. Now I'm going to be a blessed state as long as we live. But because it's the act of saying, once I come up, I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. And, it, and that isn't going to stay with you all your life. See, I was baptized so many times, I hope that I'm trying to keep on getting more clean. Point is that every day I renew that. And every day I say, Lord, I, I want to go down here, the sinful nature that I am, and I want to come up more clean. Because we've got a world that is so messed up. 
But it says Jesus is coming soon, and the devil's working hard. We got more crazier stuff. It makes my brain hurt. I, I, I just decided I'm going to build a prayer bubble. I'm going to live there, and I'm going to melt them out every once in a while. I can't take it. But the public announcement that we have decided to follow Jesus. I am saying who I am. I'm saying, Lord, I know who you are. I'm not ashamed. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. And if I'm scared, Lord, then help me do it afraid. Because one day, we will all stand before Jesus. Not with your mom, not with your husband, not with your favorite grandma. You. Jesus will say, well done, faithful servant. Or he will say, I never knew you. Be called. How come it says in the Bible there will be ministers and teachers and prophets and, and vacation Bible school teachers and soulless at the church who, who he says, I never knew you. Because we could be deceived and very left can be deceived and we could lose it all and never see it. So it's a commitment. No, it doesn't mean you're always going to get it right because I don't get it right. Not every day I deal with something new. But isn't it great when we can just say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Every mistake I make is under the cross. But I can admit it. I know it. I can admit it and I can say I don't want to do it anymore. See, I can ask Jesus to forgive me, but I got to do it no more. He gets me all ready. Because he knows I'm going to be coming on about five more minutes now because I've already tripped it. I'm just telling you. But the rewards are greater than you'll ever know. And the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you're in a foxhole and nobody shows up but Jesus. You know why? Because I know. I know what it's like to have nothing. I know what despair feels like. I know what depression feels like. I know what it's like to be so sick you don't know if you're going to make it. I know what it's to feel lonely. I know what it's to be scared. I know everything that feels like like you. But who is there when nobody is there? And even if there was a crowd or a room and I was there, I still felt alone. And I had to say, Jesus, I'm committed to you and you will see me. So whatever problem you have, give it to Jesus. So today, the greatest decision you will ever make, and I'll tell you this is a fire one on fire helper and some sermon. I like it. I became a Christian when I was eight years old, sat in pew all by myself. At a church on the east side, we had mixed congregation. Back in the 60s, we had African-Americans and white people. Wasn't that cool? I didn't know they were any different than me. Sat in a pew on a Sunday night by myself with, with about 12 juvenile delinquents that my dad brought from TCAP. I didn't know they was bad. And I decided to make the journey after a little while at the church and got on my knees. Said, Daddy, I, I just want to know Jesus. And I've been following all my life, and I've fallen more than once. I backslid for five years one time, and Tiffany never quit praying that I'd come back to church along with my parents. 
I've slipped and slide on that slip and slide more than one time. And sometimes I said, Lord, where are you? Do you care about me? Do you see my situation at all? The closer I get to Jesus, he knows it all away. Sufferings of this time have nothing compared to the glory that awaits me. Doesn't matter if I've got the new refrigerator, I'm glad to hear. It doesn't matter what I have that I, I think I need. What I need is more Jesus. And he'll provide all the world can't give me anything. I, I know what it's like to have fun and, and have a joy for a moment. Oh, I know about all that, but that's not eternal. He could take all of that and give me a joy in the midst of the storm. Praise God for and we're going to have a great time with baptism. And I'm closing. My heart is full for you today. It's full for me because I need you desperately in my life. I'm going through some terrible trials in my body, and my body is trying to break in. My MS, some organs at a time, which means I would have one to two years to live. But you see, I'm not. Because the enemy's tried to take me out so many times. He, it's that big fund. But you see, God said that he could take care of me to the very end. And guess what? I have decided to follow Jesus. And there is no turning back. And it doesn't matter what comes against my body. But I'm leaving for him. But you know what? Some sweet day I'll be up there and sing the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming love. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is to him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing. for the people in our lives that made that decision so we would know and the examples of the saints that we can be ministered to and make it help us so you know what we're going to do I wish I could get all of you up to the altar right now and get you with my body mm -hmm. towards the morning oil I'm going to get you all cleaned up this is what we're going to do because i got to change it um, into something else but we're going to I'm going to leave, and then I want you to follow. We're going to be going over to our pool. Wait till you see it. No diving. <laughs> but I'm, we're going to sing a song all the way over. <laughs>